Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast to start of another week. Glad you are with us. I want to begin with some positive news on a number of fronts. I'm sure many conversations are taking place about the latest tragic shooting that has occurred, mass shooting that has occurred out in California. As you know, we can spend a lot of time talking about what happened here, the lives that are lost, and it's it's tragic, profoundly tragic. Fortunately, the suspect is no longer with us. I want to focus at the start of this broadcast on an act of heroism. The Hill reporting on this, their headline, the man who disarmed suspects in the Monterey Park mass shooting, quoted as saying, something came over me. So what did this man actually do? He wrestled a gun away from the man accused of killing 10 in Monterey Park, California over the weekend, saying something came over him before realizing he needed to disarm the suspect. He said, I had to get the weapon away from him. His name is Brandon Say. It's only 26 years old. I needed to take this weapon, disarm him, or else everybody would have died. Say actually came face to face with Hu Can Tran, who's 72 years old at a dance hall, just minutes after Tran is believed to have shot 10 people to death at another dance club in nearby Monterey Park. The video surveillance shows Say wrestling with Tran and taking the gun away. Tran ultimately fled the scene. Later on, police would surround Tran as he sat in a van. This happened on Sunday. Authorities say the suspect shot himself to death in the vehicle. So at this point, fortunately, no outstanding suspects in this shooting. As is the case so often, police not able to determine a motive for the shooting. Tran is believed to have visited the Monterey Park dance hall before and said the shooting may be a result of personal relationships. Say has drawn praise from law enforcement and local officials, lauding his action at the dance hall as heroic and life-saving. Say, not surprisingly, saying the victims of the shooting and their families, they're the ones who are being courageous. Adding courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the ability to have adversity of fear. In crises like this, the people need courage, especially the victims, their friends, their families. And I hope they could find the courage and the strength to persevere. And that's our hope and pray for our prayer for these survivors who have certainly dealt with something that is absolutely horrendous. We salute on this morning the brave actions of this young man, Brandon Say, for stepping up to disarm the suspect. If he had not done so, perhaps this death toll would have been higher. We are very, very thankful for him. Other praiseworthy items. I've seen this so many times in social media platforms. And it's really cool to have a name to associate with this. Floyd Dean Shannon. Who is this guy, you may ask? You know, people have a lot of fears. 
and it's a wonderful thing when you go through something, and interestingly enough, we made reference to this hero who disarmed a suspect, and he made reference to people overcoming fear. You know, it's a wonderful thing when there are people who very strategically are in your life and have an impact to help you deal with your fears. I don't know if you've seen this on social media, but I've seen it multiple times. It's a picture. You know, you hear that expression, a picture says a thousand words. This is one of those. It's a picture of a young flight attendant sitting on the floor holding a woman's hand. There's a story behind this. As WSOC reports on this. This is a flight attendant who went above and beyond for a passenger on a flight that left Charlotte Douglas International Airport. You see, Floyd Dean Shannon is a Delta Airlines flight attendant. The picture shows him comforting a woman who, according to passengers, was afraid to fly. The photo taken last Saturday from a flight departing from Charlotte, it's gone viral. Floyd's actually sitting in the aisle. He's on the floor holding the woman's hand. Passenger Molly Simonson Lee took the picture said she was absolutely moved by Floyd's kindness. He just had this connection and warmth and calmness. She responded to that. And the moment was just so beautiful. To Lee, the moment, a reminder of how good people can be. When you see something like that, it's a wonderful reminder. There are a lot of good people out there. By the way, Molly hopes Floyd's bosses see that exchange and give him a raise and a promotion. <laughs> I'm sure that would be greatly appreciated. Keep your eye out for this if you've not seen this already. I, I think it's really one of the most beautiful pictures I've seen in recent days. Just showing such a wonderful expression of humanity. Which is something we all need, right? In the category of vindication, vindication. Now, there's not a lot of comfort sometimes when you know something to be right and you later find that the information backs you up. However, the wrong action was taken. I'm speaking about our energy supply. You see, a really bad decision was made early on in this Biden administration that has repercussions even now. I'm thankful the price of gasoline has gone down. It's not where it was at the beginning of the Biden administration. But it's not as bad as it was. But this situation could be a whole lot better if this administration had taken a different course on the Keystone XL pipeline. Now we've got a report, a congressionally mandated report, which tells us what this pipeline would have done. We'll talk about it and much more as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us. Over on the text line, some inter interesting uh, text here on this gun subject. Beginning here, people are the most unstable species in the world to give unfettered access to guns. Anymore, everybody wants closure to their smallest problem with anyone else. And it's becoming increasingly common to just kill the problem. Don't complain if you think this is the price for freedom. 
We also have this. Additional thoughts from the same person, I believe Dean. Don't you think that laws should be reviewed when they are outdated? Shouldn't gun laws be reviewed when the Second Amendment was meant primarily to protect us from the British and not settle our grievances between each other? Maybe it's time for a reasonable do-over. I suspect many of you would not agree with Dean on this one. On the gas subject, Vince, I'm not grateful for 309 gas. I certainly am not grateful for being at this administration's mercy for so many things. Yeah, it's a pretty ugly picture, isn't it? Well, here's what we have now learned, ladies and gentlemen. According to Breitbart, we have a new quietly released Energy Department report that apparently admits canceling Keystone XL pipeline was a mistake. This is a congressionally mandated report released in December. It shows the president revoking the Keystone XL pipeline permits has cost us thousands of jobs and billions of dollars. We kind of knew this was coming, didn't we? The report, Keystone XL extension permit revocation, energy costs and job impacts. It brought attention to the positive economic benefits the Keystone XL pipeline could have had if Biden did not revoke the federal permits hours after he was sworn into office. As you know, there was widespread criticism of the president for this action. Energy's report indicated the Keystone XL project would have created, you ready for this? Between 16,149 and 59,468 jobs annually for a two-year period. That's actually up from a 2014 report sponsored by the department that showed it would have created 3,900 direct jobs, 21,050 total jobs over a two-year construction period. Additionally, the report citing multiple studies showed there would have been a positive economic impact of between 3.4 and 9.6% billion dollars over the lifetime of the project. Folks, this is not right-wing propaganda. This is an Energy Department report. The Energy Department was required by law after Biden signed the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act in November 2021 due to Senator Steve Daines and Jim Risch adding an amendment to the legislation that mandated this report. And it was required to be published within 90 days. Ultimately, it was not released for more than a year. <laughs> These people, they're amazing, aren't they? Now, in a statement from the Energy Department to Fox News Digital, the spokesperson claimed the project would have had a minimal impact on the permanent jobs, but did not mention anything about the thousands of jobs that would have been created during the pipeline construction. The agency said the U.S. Department of Energy released a report evaluating existing analysis on economic and job benefits of the XL portion of Keystone Pipeline. It concluded there were limited job impacts, with approximately 50 permanent jobs estimated to have been created were the pipeline operational. <laughs> 50? Really? What a joke. When Biden revoked the permit, the project was said to be over halfway done. On track for completion in 2022. And guess what? It would have been operational the early part of this year. Boy, would that have been helpful. The Keystone XL would have delivered roughly 830,000 barrels of crude oil from Canada to the U.S. through the pipeline. Additionally, a labor agreement signed by four unions with TC Energy, August 2020, promised the project would have created 42,000 American jobs, $2 billion in total wages. Now, after Biden revoked the permits, Keystone XL was no longer a viable project. And the builder, TC Energy, moved from it confirming its termination in June 2021. Sadly, federal judges tossed a challenge from almost two dozen states asking the court to reinstate the pipeline's permits. 
This is just pure madness, isn't it? So now we can only focus on what could have been. It's kind of sad. This texture said, if Biden had to kill jobs, he has to learn the dirty money he has gained over the years. He has to earn that, this person says. He's a glaring example of the elite capture. Why else would an American president hurt his own country? Very good question. Now, we've talked about this before. About the folks who are in this country, and sadly, they have a hostility toward the country. It's really bad when that person's in the White House. Quite tragic. Quite tragic indeed. I'll tell you, it's also cool, though, when people recognize the error of their ways. Bill Barr is out with a new book. He's the former attorney general. I know there are a lot of people who have varying views on Bill Barr, but he had some really good comments about what's happened to our country in terms of the hostility toward Christianity especially. I want you to hear these comments first because I love what Bill Barr advocates, which is libertarianism. He spells this out and how we're unfortunately moving away from this with a hostility, especially toward religion. Here, here is Bill Barr. What we need today is a live and let live attitude, and it has to be a two-way street. And so what I think is happening today is the, the problem is not that religions are trying to still impose their views of morality on the non-faithful or you know, people who don't have religion. I think it's the opposite. I think, you know, if you're a Catholic doctor, you have to perform abortions. If you're a Catholic hospital, you, you have to perform, uh, uh, perform a sex selection surgery. Uh, you know, we want, you can't teach this in your school because it's hate speech if you're teaching traditional doctrine. And he's absolutely right. It's also cool to hear Bill Maher. Yes, this is Bill Maher. Listen to what he said about what's happening on the left. I, I certainly have my quarrels with the left in a way I never did five years ago. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what started out as wokeism has turned into a kind of ugly authoritarianism that very much reminds me of religion. Yes, that was actually Bill Maher. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Leftist authoritarianism. He recognizes that. I'm telling you folks, I think there are a lot of people who agree with him. They're waking up to this danger. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing Talk Line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line at 71307. Now, back to Vince. And over on that text line, we've got this. People who try to murder do it because the consequences aren't sufficient or swift enough to deter them. Armed, law-abiding citizens can stop killers immediately. I wonder what this person has in mind. I think I know. Biden stole classified documents while in office. Now he's stolen American jobs. Let's get busy stealing his job. Impeach Biden! Impeach Biden! Good morning, Vince. The firearm... It's just a tool. You remove the firearm from the equation, the same sick people that would use a firearm would use a knife. Time to ban knives? Well, there are things worse that they could use than knives. Believe me, we've talked about that here. The focus needs to be on the mental state of these individuals. May the Lord lay a hand of comfort and calmness on such individuals in hopes that they seek Christ. Amen to that. 
Thank goodness our congressional leaders on both sides of the aisle are heavily invested in railroads and trucking companies so we can still move oil without the XL pipeline. Thank goodness for that. All the stories about classified documents, political personalities, he said, she said, but nothing about making improvements to the country. They divert our attention as they're picking our pockets. Wake up, America. Start paying attention to your own well-being. I'm with you. Vince, I suspect Jill Biden is as involved as Hunter. Why is she so absent as First Lady? Why would she encourage her cognitively impaired husband to run for president? She needs to be questioned to determine her level of involvement in running the government and Biden family business. She's more than a community college instructor. That is a convenient cover for her corruption. You know, I have not heard questions about Mrs. Biden. What is her level of involvement in any of this stuff? It's a fair question. Documented as an exposed liar from the beginning of his political career, still made it 50 years and is our president. Who is stupider, Biden or us for voting him in? (laughs) Oh, boy. Now we know why Obama picked Biden to be vice president in the first place. Why has no one asked Obama how the documents got out under his watch? Boy, there's another good question. And for the upstate, I despise Biden, but I have to wonder if the classified info from his days as a senator wasn't planted when the outrage of the other papers wasn't sufficient. Just some of the items on our text line. Speaking of documents... Yes, more revelations over the weekend. Isn't this getting crazy, ladies and gentlemen? FBI agents have found more classified documents at President Joe Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware, during a consensual search lasting nearly 13 hours. By the way, I remember all the discussion about the fact that Biden was not going home this weekend. Do you remember that? He was heading to Rehoboth Beach, which is in southern Delaware. I think I've been there once. When I lived in Delaware. And now we have a better idea why. They were searching his home. Other classified documents were found there earlier this month in November at a Washington think tank where Biden kept a private office before becoming president. Now the FBI has found more classified documents at the Wilmington, Delaware home of President Joe Biden during this search. This was on Friday. It lasted 13 hours, according to his personal lawyer and a prosecutor. This discovery, the fourth time since November, classified records or material has been found at a private address of Biden's. This is getting insane, isn't it? His personal lawyer, Bob Bauer, in a statement, said the Department of Justice seized six items consisting of documents with classification markings and surrounding material. Joseph Fitzpatrick, assistant U.S. attorney for the Northern District of Illinois, saying to NBC News, I can confirm the FBI on Friday executed a planned consensual search of the president's residence in Wilmington, Delaware. Some of the items dated from Biden's tenure in the Senate where he represented Delaware from 73 to 2009. Some of the items were from his tenure as vice president in the Obama administration from 2009 through 2017. In addition to those records, FBI agents who did not have a warrant for the search also seized some notes that Biden wrote by hand as vice president. Neither Biden nor First Lady Jill Biden present during the search according to the special counsel of the president. These items join others. An undisclosed number of classified government records previously discovered by lawyers for the president. What do you think about this? Seems to be no end to this. What was this guy doing with these documents? I... I don't have any hesitation, and and I've thought this for quite some time. This guy is a criminal. What we have in the White House is a criminal. You know, it's... (laughs) 
on the one hand, you're thinking, here's a guy who deserves to be taken out of office. But on the same token, how many of you are dying to have Kamala Harris as president? Oh, my goodness. The laughing hyena as president. I mean, that's that's really scary. By the way, it seems like more and more Democrats are lining up to throw this man under the bus for good reason. Senior Democrats, dismayed by the steady stream of startling disclosures, express criticism on how President Joe Biden handled classified material after leaving office. And disappointment by the fact the White House has not been more forthcoming with the public. Lawmakers who might have anticipated questions focusing on the debt limit or Ukraine when they were booked last week for the Sunday news shows, guess what? Guess what the Sunday news shows hosts were eager to talk about? More documents found at the Biden residence. Who wants to be in a place of having to defend this? They don't want to defend this. And I think more and more, the question is, who's who's going to start and get this chorus going to just say, you know what, enough is enough. We're going to talk about what some leading Democrats have to say. Forget about Republicans. Leading Democrats chiming in on this. That much more as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us. Vince Coakley radio program, and I'm talking about what's going on in the Democrat Party. This is important. The Democrat Party, they've recognized, they have recognized that what's going on with this president, these revelations, it's profoundly indefensible. Indefensible. (laughs) Some of these texts are absolutely hilarious. Vince, why would Biden not have classified documents in his personal home and other non-official locations? Clearly, he cannot be effective at undermining our country while working with other countries like China. Non-classified documents wouldn't help him much in his criminal dealings. (laughs) Keep up the good work, Vince. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Vincent, I still say these documents are there so Hunter can have access to these documents and sell whatever's on there. This is very scary. Another person saying simply, Biden is a traitor. Ooh, strong language here. Vince, getting rid of Joe Biden and going with Kamala Harris is like stepping in a big mud puddle and only changing your shoes. (laughs) Got to change your socks, wash your feet as well. So can we get rid of cackling Cammy also? I'd rather put Kevin McCarthy in charge, even though I don't like him. That is from Jeff. This person saying, I think Congress should amend the Constitution. If the president's impeached, the vice president's also impeached. Hmm. Vince, the Biden documents are distractions. The lemmings are falling for it. Joe is the fool king who's about to be figuratively sacrificed for the cult's wicker man ceremony. Boy, have you seen that movie years ago? That movie, probably one of the scariest movies I've ever seen, The Wicker Man. Oh, my goodness, goodness, goodness. So I told you Democrats are now throwing the president under the bus. Now, I listened to part of this interview on CNN, and Dick Durbin did his little dance. We may share some of the audio on a future program. They're trying to make the distinction between the response from Donald Trump on this issue of classified documents and that of Joe Biden. That they shouldn't have. Now, I know people have said, well, the president could potentially declassify documents. You can go down that road. But the bottom line is, neither one should have documents like this. And trying to make 
Joe Biden look good just because he's complied, and I would put that in quotes. You know, it's it's really flimsy. And, and I ask the question again, what would this be like if this were you with classified documents? Do you think you would be free right now? I think not. Anyway, Dick Durbin said Biden should be embarrassed by the situation. Adding the president had ceded the high moral ground on an issue that has already entangled former President Donald Trump. He's saying it diminishes the stature of any person who's in possession of it because it's not supposed to happen. And the elected official bears the ultimate responsibility. This is Dick Durbin, ladies and gentlemen, the second ranking Democrat in the Senate. Joe Manchin saying Biden should have a lot of regrets. Might as well say, listen, it's irresponsible. The president told reporters on Thursday had no regrets over how and when the public learned about the documents and that there was no there there. He's trying to somehow diminish the depths of this scandal. And despite their criticism, as I mentioned, Biden's fellow Democrats defended what they say was his cooperation with the Justice Department as the search for additional classified material unfolds, contrasting this with Trump's resistance to efforts to recover hundreds of documents after he left office. It's outrageous that either occurred, according to Durbin, but the reaction by the former president and the current president could not be in sharper contrast. I really don't care. And only a politician would say this. I mean... I was trying to think of an analogy, and the analogy, uh, I'll just leave it alone. I don't want to get myself in trouble. (laughs) I'm just saying, folks, uh, we're talking about the wrong things. The bottom line is, neither one should have had these classified documents. That is the bottom line. And I've said before, this is not new. We've already seen polls to this effect. People do not want either one of these guys. A large percentage of people in this country want somebody else in 2024. By the way, coming up in the next hour, I'm going to pay tribute to someone who's had a tremendous impact in my life. And you'll understand all the reasons behind that. And... This also speaks to some of what I've communicated so many times before. It is so, so past time for some new and younger leadership. I'm going to tell you about a man who had tremendous impact in my life. One of the reasons why I express so many of the ideas that I do about this subject of leadership and passing leadership, passing the baton on to a new generation. I'm going to talk about a man who knew how to do that. That much more as we continue. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, a voice of reason, an oasis of civility and humanity. I'm on a journey, the pursuit of truth, not just facts to fill the head, but also life-changing power to change hearts and transform minds. A journey of relationship, to connect to people of goodwill everywhere, to build upon civil society, to transcend tribal divisions with timeless values and love. A growing coalition of choice, not coercion. Are you with me? This is the Vince Copley Radio program. Hour number two of our broadcast. I want to share some very personal thoughts here in this second hour. I want to share some things about my journey over the last... Wow, how long has it been? 15 years, I think it's been... And the main reason for sharing this is to honor someone who 
was very important to me. Many of you know that I basically extracted myself from the religious system. It's been about 15 years ago. And those who listen carefully know that this has not been something that simply happened in a vacuum. And I have not rejected Christianity. I've not rejected the church, the church Jesus is building anyway. But what I found along the way have been some remarkable people who have changed my life in so many significant ways. I don't want to spend time talking about the negative part because it was messy. I want to talk about how my life was impacted by especially one key person I met many years ago. When all the dust had settled from two very ugly church situations I was involved in, I had a friend named Dennis, who is a pastor here, who said, you ought to check out this conference. Does this guy get emails from? I've never been, never met this guy. He really seems like someone genuine. So I went to this conference, and I told many of you about this when this happened years ago. And not only did I meet the person who led the conference, but he was connected to so many people around the world like him who had the same kind of spirit, who were just dedicated to living out the gospel, dedicated to love without franchising people. Because that's exactly what has happened in much of what is called Christianity franchising of people I found someone who genuinely loved me I remember the first time that I went to his home and I met this man and his wife I'm speaking of Don and Barbara Adkin it was extraordinary he spoke to really my entire life experience and affirmed some gifting that God had placed in my life that I may not have been aware of the magnitude of the gifting and I understood so many things and the whys and wherefores after just listening to the things that he shared. It was life-changing. Information's great. But what really stands out more than anything was love. I knew Don and Barbara loved me. They were family. I had no hesitation at all. First time I met this guy, I knew this is a genuine spiritual father. Not someone appointed to a position, given a title. This is a relationship that God gave me. Barbara passed away several years ago. And it's been just amazing to continue to watch Don Atkin continue to write, continue to serve, continue to love, continue to do what he does best which is just allow Jesus to live in him and allow that life to overflow into the lives of others. I had a clear sense the first time, as I mentioned, meeting him. These are really like adopted spiritual parents for me. He prophetically described my life some things that I set out to do, he invested in me. Not interested in attention or anything for himself. He's like, you know, I want to see you fulfill what God has called you to be. And I want to sit in the background and cheer you on. 
this is why I speak so passionately about this in the political world. This is what true leaders do. They know when it's time to lead from the background and to build into the lives of younger people and push them forward. That's Don. Not only did he serve many years in ministry and impact so many lives directly, he multiplied that by investing in people he considered to be sons. Not by force, not by authoritarianism, but by love. He put out a lot of emails communicating the things the Lord put on his heart. A couple of months ago, those emails stopped. His daughter, Denise, put out an email basically saying that things had changed and his health was deteriorating. I made it a point especially to visit a few weeks ago the last conversation I had with him on Friday I returned and it was very apparent it would be the final time I would see Don Atkin and just communicate my love for him appreciation for all that he was and all that he had done the impact in my life and as I was leaving and gave him a hug, he kissed my forehead. I knew this would be the last time that I would see him. I remember a book that was on the table as I was leaving, and it speaks really to the man who lived this out so well. It was a book that really captured what really all of us as Christians should be about. We should be very boldly able to live well and frankly die well. And the title of this book by Don Adkin, Delighted to Die for the Joy Set Before Him. I'll share some more thoughts as I continue on this Monday broadcast. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program. So it was not a surprise to me this morning as I was out walking the dog, I got a call. And as soon as I saw who the call was from, I realized it was news that Don had passed away this morning at 2.23 a.m. He is daughter and son-in-law there with him and I obviously am sad by the loss and yet at the same time also glad that there is no more suffering for Don and I have no doubt that he will hear those words well done good and faithful servant no doubt whatsoever one of the things he communicated that still stays with me and this is what I try to focus on in this season of my life and really since that time I think I was talking about some sort of ministry effort or something years ago 
And I remember asking Don, well, why? uh, What he lived out and what he demonstrated, it was... It was still some of that franchise spirit in me. I was thinking, you know, we ought to do this or that. And the thing he said to me was so profound. He said, you know, Vince, in this season of my life, I want to be more focused than ever on just loving a few people well. If you take nothing else from this program today, I hope you take that. Loving a few people well. That was just such a blessing, and I remember that to this day. So I would ask you, keep Don's family in your prayers, his daughter, Denise, and uh, so many others who have been impacted by this loss. Those of you listening in the Upstate on 106.3 WORD were not with us on Friday because of the show, a special show that we did here as part of um, drawing attention to a very important effort in Union County, North Carolina. I hope you'll bear with me, those of you who uh, were with me, as I also... um, ask you to pray for another special person that I knew years ago here in Charlotte. His name is Daryl Pugh. Daryl is uh, in a very precarious position now, health-wise, as cancer, thyroid cancer, is ravaging his body. You may not be familiar with Daryl Pugh, but I guarantee you have heard of his son, who is a famous actor. In fact, in front of me right now is a story about his son, who, among the recent movies he's performed in, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, I'm looking at a picture of Daryl with his son, Zachary Levi Pugh. Years ago, I was part of a worship team with with Daryl. Daryl's a wonderful guy. Right now, he's, last I understand, unless he has been taken home, he was at Cedars-Sinai Hospital out in California. As doctors, they were doing everything they can to fight against this very, very ferocious cancer ravaging his body. And basically closing his windpipe. The story I'm looking at now, the headline, Zachary Levi asks for prayers for his ailing father. He's not doing so hot right now. There's a picture of father and son here. Staying by his father, Daryl Pugh's side, amid his bout with thyroid cancer and sharing this with his fans on social media. I'm sitting in my dad's hospital room with him. He's not doing so hot right now. Went on to detail how Pew's cancer had progressed from his thyroid and is now slowly overtaking his trachea. Doctors may have a trick or two to give him some time, but he says Papa D is not long for this world. It's interesting that One of the names my friend Don Adkin was known by was Papa Don. The same fan followed up, asked Zachary what he needs right now, Levi giving him a response indicating he's come to terms with his father's apparent terminal prognosis. I'm doing just fine. Death does not sadden or frighten me. It's actually a powerful part of life, one that we will all reach one day sharing his belief that when we die, we get back to God, the source. We'll be surrounded by the highest vibration of love. He expressed he's come to a sort of peace with his father passing. He did follow up with a call for prayers and an additional tweet. Unlikely to change his father's path, but to help prepare him for it. 
pray that he would be as comfy and at peace as a man could get, and that he heads home with no fear or regrets, knowing how loved he is. And I think that's the most wonderful thing that you could possibly pray for at a time like this. I would ask you continue to pray for Daryl that he would have a peaceful transition into um, into eternity. That's my prayer for him. And while you're at it, I don't want this to seem like a a uh, overwhelmingly sad and although it is a sad time the loss of Don the likely loss of Daryl very soon I also have an aunt who is in California who is suffering from COVID and also um, had to be intubated just so prayers for her would also be appreciated Thank you for just sharing this time with me, and I very much would appreciate your prayers for all of these families who are going through incredibly challenging times, and I'm sure some of you are experiencing the same things in this season of life. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing Talk Line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line at 71307. Now, back to Vince. Back on the broadcast on this Monday, I so appreciate the texts that have come in just in the past few minutes. We have this from Gigi. Really sorry about your friend. I hear your voice. Difficult moments. Thank you for sharing. God bless. Jeff writes in, prayers for your friends who are suffering right now. My church laid to rest a 17-year-old who had a bout with cancer. Just over two years ago, we laid to rest a 16-year-old who died of cancer. Cancer is no respecter of persons. You're absolutely right there, Jeff. Wow. Just another reminding, a reminder of our mortality. We need to be reminded, don't we? Definitely need that reminder. I want to uh, lighten things up just a little bit. Along the way, I come across so many things on social media, a lot of them outrageous, a lot of them ridiculous. Some of them are just fun. You know, I'm a big lover of aviation. And it's really cool, this air traffic control transmission conversation with a pilot it's very brief with this is between air traffic control and a pilot who is ready to take off but they had to delay their takeoff because of something that was going on inside the plane are you ready for this let's listen to this conversation tower united 2304 cancel takeoff clearance, hold in position and get them back in their seats. Oh, they're in the seats, not the right one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Isn't that not hilarious? If, if you did not hear this well, basically indicating they're ready to take off, but someone's decided to get up and go to the restroom right before takeoff, which means they can't take off with that person in the restroom. The pilot comments. They're in a seat, but not the right seat. <laughs> I, I would be intrigued to find calls like this, just outrageous things that go on that we have no idea. Kind of fun stuff, isn't it? Let's go out to a call from Gary in Huntersville. Um, I don't know the full nature of where you're going with this, Gary, but this better be good. Good morning and welcome. Good morning, Vincent. Again, I'm sorry to hear about your friend. Everybody Thank you. Is. 
All right. Uh, as far as impeaching Biden and Kamala both at the same time, just as Pelosi, if she, if she still thinks Biden is the perfect president. Remember she said that? I don't think so. Oh, she, she actually the said perfect, that. The perfect president. president. You know, and then with Kamala, with the border, the border czar, which we haven't heard a word about in what, the last year and a half that she was taken care of, that she, she should be uh, in crim- criminally held responsible for the open borders and her negligence in, the, in her job. They both should be uh, subpoenaed to be impeached and thrown out of office on the same day. Um, unlikely to happen. I mean, th- there may be an impeachment that would happen in in the House, but you're not going to get the votes in the Senate, of course. But uh, do you think, I- I'm curious about this in all seriousness, Gary, do you think that the mindset of the American people is such that they fully understand this and would take something like this really seriously uh, across partisan lines? Do you think so? No, I don't think so. Yeah, if they I, did, they'd be protesting more and really getting on on their cases about this, but they're not. They don't care. What's going on? Why do you, Why do you think that is, Gary? Because that's just the way they've been raised. Just let them know that the government is here to take care of you. You don't have to ask questions. You don't have to do nothing. You can sit home and get paid and get free lunch, free meals, free medical, free this, free that. And you don't have to do anything. Let us take care of you. We know how to do it better than you do for yourself. I'm afraid you are right, Gary. Uh, very much appreciate your call. And, you know, the, the sad thing is, how many times have I said this on this broadcast? That we've got a country of over, what, 350 million people. Do you have any doubt in your mind that we're not getting the best of the best in these top positions of government? You know, and I don't want to belabor the point, but I, what I share with you about Don Adkin, I, I, I so wish there were more people like that who recognize, you know what, we really need to do much better. And better is, in, in some cases, <laughs> I think uh, some of these folks need to recognize that better is not them. <laughs> it's, it's really... Uh, There's no self-awareness that we really suck at our jobs when we continue to run these deficits. And, you know, I was listening to a news story today talking about the debt ceiling. This is a continued failure of leadership and that we continue to have presidents that are demanding that Congress simply give them a blank check, a blank check to raise the debt ceiling again and again and again without any limits who thinks that's responsible i'll bet if you were to poll you know i would be interested to see a poll on this subject and see where americans really stand on this thing do they want the government basically congress to just do this as a matter of course okay let's raise the debt ceiling again let's raise it up to 35 37 39 40 trillion dollars doesn't matter let's just keep it going i just have a hard time believing that that is where americans are but i think gary communicated something there is a kind of passivity that has somehow allowed us to accept this behavior and you know and i'm please understand the spirit with which i'm saying it but we ought to i The country as a whole ought to be out in the streets right now demanding all of these folks resign from office, all of them, for doing this to us, screwing us over and over and over again. But the sad thing is, elections are coming up in 2024. There's a pretty good chance we'll reelect some of these same people over and over again. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Stay with us. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Monday. Want to just shout a thank you out to Russ, 
a gentleman named Russ who was called into this broadcast to just express um, just love and appreciation for me and for this program. And I want to thank you very much. It's support from people like you that really encourages me to continue to do what I do. And for that, I am very, very thankful. Kind of interesting text in light of a previous segment. Why in the world would the best of the best of our country even consider running for public office? Why leave a great life and join a cesspool of debauchery, corruption, and getting your entire past life raked over the coals for political reasons? No thanks. Do you see why a lot of people don't bother? <laughs> why we don't get the cream of the crop in Washington, D.C. And other places, critical places of government. Yeah. you And, and in some cases, what we end up getting are people with just massive egos who are willing to endure all of that. Because they... <laughs> they... They want it so bad they can just taste it. And I think we've seen a number of examples of that even recently. All right, let's take a look at the day in history. Chris, how are you doing today, sir? Doing real good, thank you. Hopefully I can provide some good hints for these. This is a pretty good list. Um, we began in 1932. This person entered the presidential race officially, 1932. He would go on to be the longest-serving president in history. Who was that person? Uh, Roosevelt. You are right. It is FDRND, those famous initials. 1957. Do you remember that company called Whammo? Do you remember that, Chris? They're still around, aren't they? Yes, they are. And they had quite a product they came out with in 1957. People still toss these around. In fact, there are parks dedicated to these. Uh, frisbees. Frisbees. Isn't that amazing? The first ones made in 1957. Have you ever seen the movie The Hudsucker Proxy? No, I've not. Well, it's about uh, hula hoops, so it's a bit of a stretch, but it's, ba you would, it, it's basically about the success of the circle. Oh. You would you would enjoy it. It's very highly acclaimed. Very funny. You've got to send that to me. Co I, I Coen Brothers. Check that out. It's Coen Brothers movie. Oh, it figures. It figures. Do send that to me because I will not remember. I want you to text or email that to me because okay. that'll that'll be some good entertainment to watch with a friend. Nineteen sixty nine. This very important space agency showed us the moon lander. What is the name of the agency that showed that to us in 69? Well, I'm guessing uh, it was either NASA or C-SPAN. You're, <laughs> you're right. It is NASA. Right. You're correct. You were three for three. 1977. Who can forget this? This was such a big event. Alex Haley. This was a record-breaking eight-night run on ABC TV. I think everybody was watching this. What was this series that ran? Roots. It was Roots. Uh, that was some powerful stuff. I, I remember that, just the impact it had on our family and just so many. Um, we don't have these kind of collective events anymore. No, we don't. The, we sh and, and, and we're not better for it. You're right about that. 1984, this is more trivial. Hulk Hogan, you remember him? He won this title. What was it? Uh, what? what year? 1984. Which? What was the organization he worked for? Uh, it would be the World Wrestling Federation. Federation. Yes, he won that title by defeating the Iron Sheik. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. At a time when tensions were high between nations. <laughs> exactly. That was pretty funny, Don't too. Don't know if it affected the storyline or not. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a fun era, wasn't it, it? It was. It was. It was back when it was still fun before it got dirty. Yeah. 2020 is the last question. This country announced the quarantine of the Wuhan province. What was the country? It would have to be China, wouldn't it? It's China. 
And Chris goes six for six. Hey, all right. It's a great way to start off the broadcast week. It's so, Monday. I hope my uh, hope my luck isn't over. I hope it's not all downhill. From maybe here, you need you know? to go buy a lottery ticket right now so you can keep the streak going. I probably should have bought it before this. Before that, uh, <laughs> Mega Millions was sold, right? That was something else. Uh, but we're building up to another one, I assume. We thank you very much for joining us for the broadcast today and hope you're off to a good start for your week. And God bless you. Take care. Adios. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.